Hello and welcome to the Betting Brothers Podcast for week number 8. It is October 30th, uh, 2015. I'm your host, Joe Nunes, with my co-host and brother, James Nunes. And we're going to be breaking down the picks for you and giving us, uh, giving you our best bets for the week as we do each and every week. Uh, let's on go- NFL week 8. That's what I said already. Oh, <laughs> Pay attention to the podcast, man. You're, you're, you're slipping. You're slipping. Uh, I'm, already, I'm already off. Uh, let's recap our best bets last week. I went 2-1 after guaranteeing a winning week. I don't know if you remember. I guaranteed that yeah. I would have a winning week. And sure enough, we both had winning weeks. We both went 2-1. I went 2-1, yeah. Um, I was... The only game I got wrong, I was right on the Jets, plus 7.5, and, and Jacksonville, both, plus 4.5, yeah. that London game. And uh, I was wrong on the San Diego game. Uh, they didn't start playing until the second half. I don't know what to say about that. It was a wrong pick. Uh, Want to recap I, your games? You yeah, also was, had the Jets, too. Yeah, I was just wrong. No, yeah, I had the Jets and St. Louis. I was wrong on the uh, Baltimore-Arizona to go over. And it almost, which did, almost it. went. Luckily, it almost went over. But again, any any side you had there, you were a little bit lucky. Yeah. On the spread. yeah you could have meddled. That's, that's where the I money agree, was. That's the way she goes. Uh, that will bring our totals for the year. I had it here somewhere. I believe I'm twelve and eight for the year. You are you? No, for the no. year you are uh, twelve. Yeah, sorry, no, you're right. You're twelve and eight. Twelve and eight for the year. You are twelve yeah. and eight, and I am thirteen and twelve. Twelve. But I am uh, twelve and. Seven on my uh, just side plays alone. Side plays, they're right. That's right. It's your over unders that were killing me. Yeah, they were killing me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, so let's move on to our picks for the week. Our best bets for this week. Um, you want to start it off, or you want, or you, or yeah, let's start it off. Sure. Uh, well, we're, go we're, sorry, before we start, we are on the same one of the same sides again this week. Uh, and our record in that is three and one on the sides that we've been on the right side, I believe. That we've been on the same side. On the plays or bets that we both. Our best bets that we've been on the same. Both. So you, I guess you call it a super best bet, which is uh, when we're both on the same best bet. Okay. Well, I'll start off with that game. I believe you have the New York Jets. Minus yes, three. this week as well. Yes. Yeah, I have it as well. And um, why don't we both go into it together then, and we'll start off going together on this game. Let me. I'll, I'll give it some reasons here. Um, it's I'm loving the Jets' defense, ranked second in the league, first in run defense. Uh, it's I think this is a key key point to uh, to actually to to actually uh, talk about in terms of their defense because Oakland is three and three. The three wins they got, yeah, they ran the ball well, 98 yards, 156 yards, 130 yards. The three losses that they had, they did not run the ball well. 66 yards, 70 yards, 59 yards. Right, right. Again, if you can stop the run, which it looks like, if you can stop Oakland from running the ball and keeping one dimensional, it looks yeah, like they're losing the throw. Oakland win. Well, you're going to force them to throw so, the ball. I, I can't see Oakland breaking this trend, you know, where if they run good, they'll win. If they don't, they lose. What do you think? Well... To add on to that point mm-hmm. about if they if they both teams are not going to be able to run the ball very well in this game, I don't think. If anything, maybe Ivory can break through, but then again, okay. that's my, maybe that's my homerism in me okay. to tell you. Oh, I think they can get some runs there. But uh, but Oakland, I don't see get, doing doing anything very well in uh, or this game at least mm-hmm. against the run against the Jets. Uh, so which therefore would lead to putting it in the hands of Car- of Derek Carr to make those throws and to win them the game. That's right. Now, when you're going against a ferocious defense, you're gonna and you're forced to throw the ball a lot. You're probably going to be prone to making a lot of mistakes. And Derek Carr is still still young in his career, and he's still going to be prone to make the same kind of mistakes that yeah. that that a second year quarterback can make, will make and and has made already. Because mm-hmm. and Oakland has a team this year. They've only played two good defenses this year. And Oakland, okay. Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, They've right. only played two good defenses yeah, this year right. that rank up there with, to the likes of the Jets, which were week one against Cincinnati. They scored 13 points in that game and turned the ball, ball over. They were blown up. And turned the ball over twice. Mind you, in that game, 
McGloin was starting that game because that was the first game of the year. McGloin came in, and then uh, I mean McGloin started, and then David Carr came, Derek Carr came in for the remainder of the game. Um, but again, it wasn't enough for, for them to get the win in that game. They were far behind. And then the second game they played against a good defense was against De- against Denver, when Denver held them to ten points. And they turned the ball over three times in that game, two interceptions, and that was one that that's right. that was one that Derek Carr did play. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, so when he does play a good defense like this, he's going to be prone to turning the ball over. So, like I said, he turned the ball over five times against the last two good defenses he's played. So, uh, 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 combined with that, that the fact that they're going to have to throw, they're going to have to play against a good defense, and also adding on to that. As Oakland as a dog, Oakland as a dog is eight and twenty-one against the spread, uh, as a dog of three points or less. So they don't do good as a small as a small dog. And on top of that, they are they are one in ten straight up and against the spread after winning a game as a dog. Uh, hold on, let me just change this music up, and I don't know what happened. There. I don't know what happened either. Well, I don't know either, but. Well, we're having some malfunctions. So let's just leave that there. Let's go on. I'll take care of it, but go on. Anyways, uh, it'll come back in a bit. I'll I'll take a look at that after my points here. So like I said, Oakland is 8-21 against the spread as a dog of three points or less. They're also 1-10, to further on that, they're 1-10 straight up and against the spread after winning as a dog, which they did last week. So you're you're telling me that Oakland's going to come out, or not come out, they're staying at home, but they're going to win two games back-to-back as a dog, like they are, they are a much improved team, and they are improving. But they are still the Oakland Raiders, and they're still a young team that is prone to making mistakes. Yeah, Oakland defensively is averaging the most passing yards in the, per most passing yards, the most average passing yards per game, uh, and they rank twenty, and they rank twenty six overall in defense in the NFL. Uh, whereas you know the Jets' offense. Despite what people think, they're seventh overall this year in the NFL. Um, Their offense, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then add to that that Oakland ranks 23rd in sacks, so they they get very little pressure. Uh, I think Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, I mean, uh, the QB for, for the New York Jets, I think he'll be able to have some time and space to throw you. And with Decker and Marshall uh, both healthy for this game, I think... Uh, I think they'll be able to move the ball, especially if they get short field position. Right. And then... My, my concern... Sorry. And, and again, again, people like to point out in this game, or people, I should say, reading around, the uh, uh, a lot of the pros they like to point out how they are getting a short rest, or Jets are, are flying out to the West Coast in this game. And again, I don't think it's as, as crucial as East, as West Coast teams flying East. And the stats show that as mm-hmm. well. But the uh, uh, another stat to, to to bolster the Jets is that they're seven zero and one against the spread versus the AFC in their last eight games. And on the flip side, Oakland is at home. Yes, Jets have to fly out there, but Oakland is five and ten against the spread in the last fifteen games at home. So how much of an advantage is it to play? Yeah, home? the only you know that would be a concern really if we look at the other side for anybody wanting to take open is maybe there's that argument again that they're traveling out from east to west and uh, and um, the other argument too well, would be the other argument too would be uh, if the Jets are going to get up for this game are they going to be motivated that to is, get up that is the question but again now, under under new head coach of Todd Bowles I feel it shouldn't be too much of a problem for the Jets to get up for this game because Todd Bowles just like the last game in the, against New England, he, like Rex Ryan used to treat those New England games like it was a mini Super Bowl. And he got that team hyped up and excited to play that game and deflated. And, and, and then got deflated when they lost. With with Todd Bowles, like, yeah, they got up for that game because it, it was the New England Patriots. Everybody wants to get up and, and beat the New England Patriots. But... In the media, Todd Bowles treated that game like it was any other game on the, on, on the regular season that they have to get a win in. And this is how a playoff coach coaches. 
But well, speaking, yeah. And okay. because of that, I don't think that they got as deflated from the loss. I think they actually took it as a moral victory because they were in that game until the end. Well, okay, going on that point, I, 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 I agree with you, but I think it would be totally different if the Jets ended up winning the game against the Patriots oh, and Oakland ended up losing. I think the, situationally, this bodes well that the Jets lost last week and that Oakland won. To keep the spread in the three, yes. And, and also, that one being that, and the second being that, now the Jets go into this game saying, well, we can't afford to lose it because we lost to New England. Yeah. So we need to win this one. Whereas, you get an Oakland team that, you know, is starting to feel fat and sassy, are they not? <laughs> you know, take off their bye winning this one. Big division game. Um, you know, they, they may... They, they should so be now, feeling that to way. To me, it looks like the reverse in terms of getting up for the game factor where you may not see Oakland get up for the game. You know, it wouldn't, be surpri- it wouldn't surprise I me that... I, again, I don't know if they're... Know, I, I'm not willing to say that they're not going to get up for the game because it is against the Jets and the Jets are a winning team. They want to see how they... Usually, but usually, uh, usually those teams like to see how they stack up against better contenders. But when a team is generally not that good coming off a big win in the division, but my, it's a different situation. Mind you, my biggest problem with... with uh, if, if you're an Oakland backer, how could you take Oakland? Like I said, as a as a road as a dog again to win back to back against the spread as a dog, they haven't done this in a long time, and they're not very good at it. Yeah, yeah. Right. some could argue that there's always a first time for everything. Okay, <laughs> sure. I just but I'm on the Jets side, and I can't so are you. Team so. Like Raiders. so let's move on to the next one. Okay, go uh, ahead. We're both it. on the the. My next game, I'm going to go to Merry Old London. Again, oh. again. I'm going back there Under for the third time this year. I've been, I've won both my games predicting the London Bowl. Uh, and for this game, I'm going to pick KC. Going against... Uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs going against Detroit. Uh, KC is three and a half point favorites right now. But I see this line, this line opened at five and a half. It's already down to three and a half. And I see this line going to at least three for sure by game yeah. time. And you get threes out there right now at the time. But as for the official pick, I'm waiting for it to go officially to three at the site that I'm on uh, before jumping on this. But Casey, I love in this game. Uh, I got some points here. Let me just pull them up. Uh, All right, I hope so. I hope you just. <laughs> I like KC and. Uh, I like KC. See you later, play folks. Him. Just play them. Play them. I'm out. Peace out. No, what I was going to say is perception on both these teams going into this game is that both uh, the public is making the assumption that both these teams are out of it. They got nothing to play for. Let's send our crap teams to London that have nothing to play for. That's been the the dialogue so far going into this game. And yes, it may be true for Detroit at 1 and 6. But KC at two and five is still far from done, because after this bye week, if they win this game, go to three and five, they got five of their six division games remaining in their final eight games after the bye. So they, if they win those division games or at least go four and one in those, they're right back in and they're being relevant again. Yeah, I can see and that. The, and the game starts here if they want to be relevant again. And how do you get a team? To play up to their expectations, well, you need a good coach. Andy Reid is still a good coach, as as tough as he played, as as tough as a as a, as a reputation he's getting this year. As bad a as bad as reputation he's getting this year, he's still a very good coach, and he's way much much yeah, much better than Caldwell. I reserve the right to say very good, but yeah. Still much better than Caldwell. Caldwell, uh, I think, should be Yeah, I give you that for sure. Yes, they fired their offensive line coach and brought in Jim Bob Cooter or whatever, you know. Jim Bob Cooter, yeah. Jim Bob, they brought him in there to fix the problems. Sure, that's not the the problem in in my mind. They're already a one and six. It's it's a rebuilding already for them, whereas KC actually has something to play for this game. Like I said, if they can win this game and turn it around and then go into their bye... And and fix it on those five remaining games that they got in the last eight games of the schedule, and if you fix it on those, they're going to be right back into relevancy again. Now, let me let me just add, let me give you a secret. I don't think they're going to be that relevant, anyways. 
They may come out no, no. in this game. Again, they but, may uh, they but, may not be relevant in the year, but they're know, gonna stay relevant for this for the next coming weeks. Possibly, possibly. I just again, I don't think so. But well, okay. Regardless now, if they win, regardless how they are gonna be later going forward, they can win this game. Sure, why not? It's the Lions. Okay, well, again, again, it's not the only point I got for for KC. Like I said, I like Good. that. I like that factor that Good. they got the better coach and they actually have something to play for in this game. Uh, on the flip side, Detroit going into a bye is three and eight straight up and two and nine against the spread going into the bye in their last uh, eleven games. Uh, but I also like KC because they're starting to show show signs of life again on the defense. Again, they generated six turnovers in the last three games. And uh, whereas on the flip side, Detroit has 18 turnovers for the year. They're averaging two and a half turnovers per game. That is worse in the NFL. And it only looks better. The KC is only looking better knowing that five of their first seven games came against teams with current winning records. Okay, so, so they're they're two and five against teams with current winning records, playing five five of the seven teams. Mm. And now you're asking to play a team that has no, absolutely nothing to play for. True. Like, I find this hard to... I find, oh, let's put this down a bit. I find this very hard to, to back a team like Detroit on the road. And again, and, and this trip to London. This trip to London may be, the be, may be better for KC because they get away from the media for a bit. They get to... Yeah, they get to that point. A good coach can get them in the right mindset. It's per- the perfect place to get them in the right mindset, away from the the, me- the American media, yeah, I and back that. on the right track. I see Casey going in there and winning this game. I, I said I only take I only say to wait for the three because like it, it, just in betting you want the insurance. Mm. So you're gonna wait for the three to take the insurance. If, it, if you, you don't, don't think get it, it's gonna go back up. It won't go back up, I doubt it, because this line opened, the look ahead line for this game was KC minus two and a half. And then all of a sudden they opened at a five and a half, and then it's starting to, it's starting to edge back down to that number. Okay. Right. So, well, yeah, yeah, I'm taking KC with my second pick. Let's move on to your pick. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a favorite over a touchdown. I'm going to go ahead and take... Atlanta minus seven and a half at home. Um, basically, I'm looking at Atlanta coming home and taking care of business at home. Um, this year, Atlanta's defense has improved. Atlanta's, especially Atlanta's run defense, who is ranked second best in the league in total yard yard in total yards allowed per game, 79. They are also third best in the league and average rushing yards or average rushing yards per play um, they are going to make Tampa Bay easily one dimensional and force them to throw um, they're not going to be able to run and Tampa Bay if they can't run with the muscle hamster mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to open up their offense that's how they work if you go and look at the games They've succeeded with the muscle hamster running well. Yeah. Um, now they're playing a top five run defense. They're going to put the ha- the ball in the hands of Winston. And rookie QBs, that's going to be tough. Right, um, well, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, the muscle hamster, he has been running wild for the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Like, he's probably mm-hmm. been one of the best in the NFL mm-hmm. in the last three weeks, I should mm-hmm. say. And so his game is getting on track, and and, and so it doesn't matter about our run no. defense being in top five. Is he relevant? No. Is he one? Is he one of those players though? Because there are players. No, no, no. You're right. Like, you're right. If you're gonna be spit out by the rest of my. Oh, I, I it sounded like you were finished. You had a pause there. I, I, I. Well, no. I was like I was gonna say. Um, it's my pick. Too. I don't. <laughs> like I was gonna say. Uh, yes, the muscle has to be running well. And Atlanta's been playing those. Uh, Atlanta's been uh, top top five of the defense, I guess. They have the run defense. Mm-hmm. And have they really played anybody of, of, of substance? I was going to ask you, like any running back uh, of? Did they have to play an AP? Did they have to play a? Uh, I, 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 I guess that that's going to vary in how we rank quarterback and like running backs because 
I can spit out a running back like they played Mark Ingram, but I don't know what you value him. Some people value him more as a top five, top ten running back. Some people don't. I, I, I don't. I think okay. that's irrelevant. If if you want to say if they played any good running backs, yeah, they have. But okay, the fair, good, fair enough. Right? I'm just trying They're, to be a little contrarian here. Sure. On the Atlanta no defense, well, I agree with you on this. Mm. Like, I, it's it's going to be hard to take a Tampa Bay. This is the revenge game from last year where they they got blown out. Well, I, don't know, I can't even score fifty nothing or something. But you want me to go on? Like, a, oh, you I, have that? Yeah, I, I okay, wasn't, sorry. I wasn't <laughs> finished. You you jumped in on my Atlanta point. I let you jump in on the defense, right? All right, right. Now I'm going on to Tampa. For Tampa, like I, like you you were saying, they lost last week in a bad way. They were up twenty four nothing, only to lose late thirty one thirty, to really a uh, Washington Redskins team with uh, Kirk Cousins under center. Pretty bad. It's a demoralizing loss when when you say right, right. And now they're going on to a second their second road game Deflating in a row loss, yeah. against a team that you pointed out. Crushed them last year, 56-14 last 56-14, that's that was the score. The score yeah. Now, Tampa Bay hasn't played a team in the last three games with an offense that's ranked in in the top 20. So everybody was ranked 21st or worse. Yeah. And that was all, all three of those games, poor offenses. Now they're playing in a line of offense that's ranked 5th. This is where Tampa Bay's defense shows their two true colors and will be exposed here. Especially when they've looked good in the last three games, but again, playing poor offenses, teams with poor offenses. Right. You know, that, that's the Atlanta offense ranked fifth overall again with, you know, tacked on to defense that's third, that's second best. I mean, that's uh, top five in run defense. Uh, those two factors alone can help stop Tampa Bay and keep Atlanta, you know, uh, with maybe not a 56-14 win, but definitely I see a double-digit win. Right. Uh, I, I, and, I, and I lean that way too in Atlanta, but again, there's just a little part of me that feels seven points for a division game is too much. But again, this may be the exception because mm. Tampa Bay, I agree with you, that was a very deflating loss that they took last week to, mm. to Washington, mm. losing in that second half of the game. And because of that, yeah, they might not be showing up mm. fully on the road here I, going into Atlanta. So. Uh, yeah, I, I might have liked it more if Tampa could have held on to that lead and win. But even if they just held on late to win You're by right, a point, right. but them losing late, you know, and now I have to travel again against a team that, frankly, a lot of people are off Atlanta now. Public perception is Atlanta's not the team we thought they were. Am I right? Um. Yeah. No. Because I still, yeah, I still think no. that. Well, <laughs> I, well, yes. In terms of people, the people, the public is, is still not sold buying fully into Atlanta team. Yes, and they, they're starting to see the flaws in the Atlanta team. I understand that. But at the same time, they, I don't think the public is ready to jump on a, a Tampa Bay team at any point, really. No, 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 no. I don't think... I'm not saying I'm just seeing... You're not seeing a lot of love for Atlanta as you were in recent weeks. You know? Yeah, well, it's just been on a trend either way here before we move on to the next one. Uh... One good for one 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 good trend for both teams, or a good good uh, upcoming schedule for Atlanta because they play three of the next four games at home, so they should be sitting in nice and comfortably uh, for the next uh, month. Where and another good a trend for Tampa Bay though, one good trend for them. The only one I can really find that that's very strong is that they're twenty three eight and one against the spread in the month of November. I know that dates back a while. It dates yeah. like different teams. You know what I think it's still a strong trend. If you are high into trends, I know I know how you feel about trends. Yeah. But if if you are listening and you try to think of some way to take Tampa, first of all, don't because James has it as his best bet. <laughs> Atlanta has his best bet. And secondly, you're on your own if you want that one, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll just spit out that November stat, but that's really the only good thing I can find for them. Uh, let's move on. And, to oh yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next one. Why don't you give out your next pick then? 
my next pick will is gonna be. We already discussed my favorite team, the Jets, and I'm gonna go to your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm surprised that you didn't take this as one of your, It's a little. It's actually worrying me a little bit that you didn't have this on your short list. You, I've been to Pittsburgh, but oh, so you did have it on your short list? No, not on my short list. Right. Well, <laughs> Sorry. No, but I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not necessarily going against you on the side. Okay. You I'm gonna leave there, but you just yeah. Do it. I, I just, mean, just, I just you, kind of like me with the Jets a couple weeks ago when you took the Jets and I, and I was like I don't know and they ended up crushing. I forget it was like two weeks ago. It was, it was against Washington, I believe. I believe it and was. They yeah, yeah they no, had Jets. Yeah. I don't know why I kind of yeah. kicking myself for that one now. But anyways, move on to this game. I like Pittsburgh. They're playing Cincinnati's going into Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a pick'em game right now as we speak. With the over under forty eight, uh, I like Pittsburgh to win this game. It's 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 kind of a must win game for Pittsburgh, or not a must win, but at least the most important game of the season for them so far. Yeah, it is. Because if they lose this game and they go down three games to Cincinnati in in, in the division, there's no way they're gonna catch him. There's no way they're gonna catch him, and it might be very hard to make a wild card from there too as well. Um. Also, Cincinnati hasn't even played a team this year that has a current winning record. Pittsburgh is going to be the first test of that. Pittsburgh always plays them well as uh, uh, in the in the general series, whereas since he lost as two and eight straight up against, and against the spread versus Pittsburgh in their last ten. Uh, in the last four, Pittsburgh is three and one straight up and against the spread. Pittsburgh they dominates the series. They swept the, they swept the last the series. They, dominate they just the series. dominate the series. Not only did they sweep last year, but they won both games last year by 10 points or more. Uh, I just think that they're going to come out strong in this game. I know they lost Beecham, but they have some good depth there. I think that well, they, they're getting Burton Roethlisberger back, right? That's, that's the, I was about to get to so that. That is the main thing. As a, they lost Beecham, but they're getting the main piece, which is Ben Roethlisberger back which now you can actually have some trust in, in Pittsburgh covering spreads. You saw Martinez Bryant and, uh, and uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown start going off even without Big Bang. And they got done a little bit with Landry. They go back to their winning ways with, or back to their strong defensive, strong hard-nosed football, back with their guys that they want in the places that they want. Yeah, I think so. Um... Let's see what else I can do. Uh, that's about all. Yeah, that's about all I say. Say about that one. This is just a real gut play, situational play, because because like Pittsburgh always plays well against them, now, and this is more of a must win and, uh, to bring the team together or to to rally the team to, to get up for this game. Tomlin is usually good at that, at rallying up his team, especially to play Cincinnati. My only, my only, uh, yeah, my only. My only concerns I would have in this game, like I said, I have a lean to Pittsburgh, but the, the type of things that I think about that's holding me back would be one, Cincinnati's offense looks a, a little bit more dynamic this year, a, a bit more so than other years, because they have two running backs that are balanced, they have their, a tight end now, Who's not, they have everybody healthy, basically. You know, yeah, he's Marvin actually Jones, healthy. Like and the Marvin Jones second option, option that's helping in that pass game. So, oh, and Vontaze Perfect is coming back for this game, I heard. And again, that is a huge... Well, coming off a of bye, they're going to have a couple of healthy guys. Now, Well, they already had healthy yeah. guys. They're getting even healthier, so, which is not a good so sign. So you pitch. just add that, you know, you just add to more a list of more concerns that I would have, which, I mean, which hesitates... Which is making me hesitant on laying the money on Pittsburgh. So one would be, like I said, Cincinnati's offense looking much better this year, and two. Um, but about about them, about yeah. that first play, about them looking better this year. They've done this for the last three, four years now, and they've always started out strong. They always start at four and one, four and zero, oh, you know, five, five and one, you know, like they. They've always started out strong at the gate and usually fade around this time. But I don't think they're done. They, the difference so is, yeah, is the offense is little. It's when you're talking good. about your prior times, uh, prior years, you'd have 
You know, that one, you know, have that one running back and and AJ Green combining for massive yardage. This year, it's first time they're all healthy. Yeah, this year, this year you're noticing that it's not always Matt, AJ Green getting the massive yardage for the points and the win. It's you're spreading, right, it spreading it around because they're yeah. finally healthy. You're right. Yeah, yeah. and balance. It's not just about healthy. It's about balance as well. Because you can be healthy, but you can't put your ba- your your offense together in uh you know in a way that that incorporates everybody. But this offense I see right now is incorporating. But mind you, like you said, did they play tough tough teams? I mean, they had some tough games in there. Cincinnati is well. They haven't played anybody with a current winning record as of now. So, so you know what? So it, it's it's going to make for a good game, I think. Right. It's going to be so, an interesting one. I, I just think that. It's, and I agree. I think Cincinnati is one of the top ten teams in the NFL. Uh, maybe you could put them in the, even at fifth. Okay, I can even see that. I'll give you that argument. But again, I think it's a little bit overrated because of who they play. So now they have a real test with Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh is again they're not the strongest team out there, but again they've always played Cincinnati well. No, they they dominate in the series. So, so. I think the key is Big Ben coming back, and uh, yeah, and anyways, let's, you want to go on? Yeah, uh, I say, so, so yeah, I'm taking yeah. Pittsburgh in that game, I'll take them at the pick them. Okay, um, now let me get into my last game here, and I am taking a total, I am taking the over 50 and a half wow. on San Diego and Baltimore. That's a high total. And yes, it's a high total, but when I run the numbers down on you, you'd be like, okay, I think they'll cover it. All right, shoot. Let me, let me hear these numbers. San Diego ranks first in offense. But they are probably the worst in defense. They rank second worst in run defense, fourth worst in passing yards per play. Well, they're first in total yards, right? I believe. I don't know if they're still first in, but they're up there. In first in offense? Yeah, in total yes. yards or is it... In just in general taking all, points for. In taking all the factors together. An overall offense, points okay. in, and, then, and then coming out with a, a statistical analysis of rankings, they're first. Right, right. We take right. into account run, de- run offense and run defense and pass defense, and account for points, and account for... But both these teams have been... You like the over this I'm, game. I'm right? looking at the over, and I'm giving you reasons why, so you want me to continue? Right, well, I was the about first to, one was, I was about the about offense, to, yeah. I was about to say, please continue, because looking at these two teams, they've been very consistent, both these teams, all year. Uh, uh, all year. And they both... Consistent in which way? Well, inconsistent in terms of... Oh. I said inconsistent. So oh, I inconsistent. I meant to say inconsistent all year. And they've both been hampered with a lot of injuries. Inconsistent in wins? In, inconsistent in, in the way they in, play? In, in how they play. Like oh, in terms okay. Of, in terms of, actually, perfect example, they both start off slow. They both have horrible in the first half, and they both a lot better in the second half. So maybe a second half over would be... would be annoying. Now that I'm thinking about I it. I think they're both... <laughs> Maybe second half. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to compare yeah. other other Baltimore teams to this one because of the right the injuries, key injuries that they've lost. You see, it changed them from week two. Yeah. From week two on, there was a totally different well, Baltimore team. Suggs was wasn't huge. the same Baltimore team. Suggs is like losing three starters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. but let, let, getting back to my point, so right, uh, let me let me refresh and summarize what I was saying about San Diego. They have the best offense in the league. They have the worst, ru- second worst run defense, fourth, fourth right worst in pass rushing defense, yeah. And um, and uh, well, Baltimore just they are, yeah. And now, if we go into Baltimore, they, their offense ranks 14th overall, which is decent, middle of the pack. Right, right, um, right. With Flacco there, it's it's. But the defense ranks in the bottom the ten of the league, league. second worst. In um, I mean, in and the average, sorry, in the and the, sorry, the the bottom ten of the league, um, fourth worst in average total of passing yards allowed. So you are the first, fourth worst in the amount of passing yards you allow per game, but yet you're going against the number one offense in passing yards. <laughs> you know, 
they're the fifth Baltimore's defense, fifth worst in average passing yards per play, allowing 7.83 average yards per play, which just eats into San Diego's offensive plan. Yeah, they both give and, out yards in chunks. You're right. Um, now Baltimore, the the flip side, the the good thing for Baltimore defense is that they're a pretty good run. They're a pretty good run defense, um, but I think they're the top ten in the league in uh, in total yards allowed in in rushing yards per play. But San Diego offense doesn't use an army. Yeah, they, don't Does, they don't run. They don't run in the tra- traditional sense. Their runs are really screen plays or toss outs or dump offs right. in the passing game. To what and if, which again will eat into their plan against an offense that can't can't, uh, can't that, that can't hold off teams from passing on them. So you know, with both teams generally good defenses, both I mean offenses, and generally both def- teams have bad defenses. I mean, it just suits up for an over. I mean, Baltimore too. Well, San Diego is also in, in a little bit of a desperation mode when they're going to have to start putting up, putting up some wins. Yeah. Or else yeah. they're going to lose track. They, they're not going to keep pace with, or yeah. come close to keeping pace with, with, uh, with Denver because yeah. it's already getting a little out of hand. So I can see them uh, being a little bit more uh, fire under their ass for, their, for the offense yeah. in this game. I mean, and if you want to try and get a glimpse of what San Diego should be like now, it's kind of mimics, or they should mimic, what Pittsburgh was at the start of the year last year when they lost Le'Veon Bell. They had to decide to kind of abandon the run in most games and strictly throw the ball, and that's what they did. And as you can see, if you look in that span of Pittsburgh, what they were doing in their game plan, which San Diego is trying to mimic and mimic now, or should, yeah. is they let up a bunch of scores and a bunch of points but they score a bunch of points. Right, so right. They're usually winning those games by them getting into the 30s and trying to hold off the teams into the middle 20s or late 20s. Yeah. But well, so I, I, like I said, some added motivation for them is San Diego is still not out of it. They have five. Like they're another one of those teams that have five division games left after this game mm. uh, for the rest of the season. So they can get. They have something to play for. And I did trend for the over is, uh, is Baltimore. Uh, going into the bye is four and two towards the over. Oh, that's not a bad play. Not uh, a bad trend. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to my last game of the week. I'm going with an uh, over as well. I'm going with a total play. I know I haven't been the greatest on them this year, but I I like this one and I feel strong about it. And again, it's between two teams that have been performing below, well below expectations. And that's Tennessee and Houston. Over 43 and a half points. Now, I know the first thing everybody's thinking is probably, wow, you're going to play an over in a Tennessee game that they scored seven points last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and really, my gut reaction would be that too. You're like, yeah, you're thinking of the Tennessee team, but let's look at who they're playing. Houston, they're playing. And Houston is giving up loads of points to basically anyone and everyone that they've played. You know, they have not looked anything at all like the Houston defense of last year or the year before. Actually, two years ago was an amazing defense, and it just gotten worse and worse the last, last year and the start of this season. On the flip side, uh, Tennessee, this is going to be, again, not a, not a key game, but it's a key game in terms of, not a key game in terms of the season, but a key game in terms of Wizenhut's job. Because I think his job security is going to be definitely in question after if he loses this game to a uh, Houston team that's falling apart themselves. So therefore, with the fire under his ass, I can expect the offense to be a little bit more potent. potent. And with Mettenberger, I know Mettenberger started his game now, Mariota, but Mettenberger, again, had a week under his belt to, 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 to get used to acclimatize uh, to his, his running back or his wide receivers. And the playbook as well. I'm sure he really knows a lot of the playbook, or you know, pretty well because he has been the starter for a while before that, and he has looked good in, in some of his rookie starts as well. So, again, with Menberg in, in there, I don't detract much from Mariota in there because Mariota was a slightly better quarterback and throw the ball downfield very, very far. But 
he was supposed to make a lot of mistakes as a rookie, and he was making a lot of those turnovers as a rookie. Whereas Mettenberger, he's still going to make those mistakes, but not as much. He's a little bit more under uh, a little bit more under his belt. And like I said, the main key is that Wizard Hunt will be coaching for his job, and I think that he's going to have this Tennessee putting up at least twenty points themselves. You know, so I think it's going to be. Uh, you know, like a thirty to twenty twenty four game. A, a well, score. I know, I know. Bill O'Brien will also be playing for his job, so he'll probably want to put on some. Right, he's on a, he's looking like he's under hot seat as well. Yeah, so. And the head in the head series between these these teams, the last uh, last two years, three of them went over. Three of the yeah, four. I was gonna say they generally over. Three of the four went over. Yeah, like I, like I say, and Houston before their bye is on a four and one over run before the bye. Nice. They're also 7-1 to the over, Houston is, versus teams with losing records. And Tennessee is 12-5 and five to the over after scoring less than 15 points in the previous game. Yeah. So a lot of trends that point towards uh, a lot more offense going in this game. And you got a relatively low total of 43.5. I'm going to take my chances on another total here and I'm going to take the over in this game. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Well, why not? <laughs> After those points. Why right? not? No, no, no. Points are nice. Look at that. Two teams. And uh, usually between two garbage teams, you know, they got really not that much fun. to play for, so they're just going to see what they got in there mm-hmm. and air it out and do different trick plays and this and that. I guess, yeah, I see a lot of points. Like I said, I see a lot of points being scored in that game. Uh, so that wraps up our best bets. Uh, I'll recap. I got four this week. I'll recap all four of them. I'm going with the New York Jets uh, minus three points or less if you can get that. It's been moving up and down. Right? Currently it's at three. I also love, love, love the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, currently at three and a half. I would wait to get this down to three because I think it's going to move there by game time. Uh, I also love Pittsburgh as a pick against Cincinnati. And I'm taking Tennessee and Houston over 43 and a half. Mm. Uh, let's recap your three games. I'm taking the uh, New York Jets at minus three. Right. Just like you. Um, I am taking the Atlanta Falcons at minus seven and a half. And I will be on the San Diego Baltimore over 50 and a half. And uh, that is all. That is also okay. So let us move on to the rest of the games that we didn't make our best bets that we may or may not have a lean towards. Sure. We'll run through them quickly sure. and give a lean or not on the games that we like. Sure. Uh, we Thursday game is we're well past that, so let's move on to Minnesota at Chicago. Um, Current line I have is Minnesota minus one. The over is uh, forty. Oh, the total is forty-two and a half. Um, I have a slight lead to Chicago in this game, but uh, nothing strong enough to 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 give a tangible reason as to why. I, I have Minnesota on my short list, but decided to leave them off because there are a couple of. A few good points that are going on Chicago's way that I can't overlook. So, I'm, that's why I decided to leave Minnesota off my short list. All right, so basically a pass for both of us in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, let's move on to the Giants at New Orleans. New Orleans is getting three point, the three-point favorite at home. Total is 48.5. Uh, this is going to be a pass for me as well. We got uh, Jason Pierre-Paul coming back, um, and yeah, just, I, don't know, I don't know which side to take here. Both sides are very unpredictable here. Yeah. Maybe a slight lead to New Orleans at home, but uh, nothing that I would put money on. You? Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't have a play here. I, I, I'm just my my only concern, or my only question I have is, I'm not sure what both of these teams are or who both of these teams are. And this game would be a good indication to know, okay, where I should start moving the line towards and what is the Giants and what is the Saints after this game is played. I can answer that question. Well, one good trend I have here for the Giants is that uh, they're 18-6-2 against the spread as a road dog. 
of point five to three points. Yeah, I, I want to take the Giants. I mean, they're good road dogs. That's what I have. It's a small favorite, too, especially as a small but, favorite. But again, uh, I mean, but, uh, I, still but I still don't. I still want to. I am still tending to want to not make a play, period. So. Right. Okay, let's move okay. on. Our next game is San Fran at St. Louis. St. Louis is eight and a half point favorites as of now with a low total of 39 points. Uh, I have a lead towards St. Louis in this game. I know it's an inflated and high total or high spread, uh, but I think they cover. This is a team that they know well, San Fran. So I think that they're going to play. They know, they know, like I said, they know this team well. And San Fran has been playing really garbage lately. Now they're on the road. I don't know if they get up fully for this game. And even if they do, St. Louis's defense is starting to... Well, not starting to. Sorry, their offense is starting to look a lot better, I should say. With uh, Todd Gurley uh, rolling into form now. So, again, I think it's a, a high total, a high spread, but I think they cover it. But, again, it's just a lead. You? You have anything on that? No, I don't have a play. Uh, all, all in all this, when you look at this game, you think St. Louis is going to crush. But, you know, there's there's just a few it factors. It is a game, yeah. Yeah, there's a few factors going San Fran's way that, you know, St. Louis may win the game, but they may have to stumble into the win going in there. They may be losing for three quarters of the game and come back with the win. Oh. But And it wouldn't surprise me. You know, the one thing I can say is it would kind of surprise me if San Fran outright wins this game. That would be a surprise okay. to me. But yeah. if St. Louis has to come back and kick a field goal to win the game, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, I do have a slight lead to, to Seattle. Or St. Louis, Fra- Louis, Louis, Louis in this yeah. game. But... But my trends kind of point towards San Fran in this game. Please. Yes, yes, but I'm yeah. not taking San Fran. No, I'm not. Well, again, I'll just point out these two trends that are, that are favoring San Fran, which is St. Louis is one and eight straight up after after a win, and they are three in the head-to-head in the head-to-head series, just like Pittsburgh dominates Cincy. Yeah. Uh, San Fran dominates St. Louis, going three ten and one straight up. Yeah. Regardless how much yeah. you like St. Louis, you really don't want to take them by eight points in the division game. Correct. Even if yeah. you think they're going to blow up. You know? It's different to take, like last week, if you're going to take Cleveland or what, St. Louis by eight. But they're playing a non-conference opponent at home. You know? Now you're yeah. playing a division game. So it's kind of, you know, it's it's different. Regardless of both teams, San Fran and Cleveland, are, you know, even if you put San Fran worse than Cleveland, it's different. Yeah. But anyways, let's go on. Arizona, Cleveland, is that Yeah, Arizona, Cleveland. Arizona is a four and a half point favorite. Total is 46 and a half. Arizona's plus six right now, but... Plus six? Yeah. It's moved up that, that much? I checked it this morning. Okay, okay. so maybe Maybe it is. Regardless, it probably won't get there. Four and a half, six, I'm still likely in Cleveland. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm leaving Cleveland. Wow, I'm leaning towards Arizona but, in this game. But uh, Arizona going into their bye. Cleveland is is going into a short week game next Thursday against Cincinnati division. Uh, this situation, I, I mean, there's no again, there's no hard, um, hard, um, you know, hardcore facts for Cleveland here or or trends or size. I simply go on a situational factor and the short week with Arizona. You know, too many injuries yeah. for Arizona. The injuries and in, 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 in Cleveland getting guys back kind of even out the teams. And, and the fact that Johnny Manziel is not going to take, uh, is not going to go under center for, well, for, that's uh, the main thing, yeah. for Cleveland that's and take the chance. rocks. You know, that get, exactly. Like, I, I get it. If, if Johnny Manziel was under the center here, I think I'd actually be laying money on Arizona. That's how much I don't think he's a quarterback. That's how much I don't think he can even control a game. Even that one win, do you know, by the way, he had less than 200 yards. Yeah, yeah no, he is garbage. I agree with you. He, Johnny Menzel is garbage. <laughs> Breaking news, folks. <laughs> Anyways, but you're right in that game. Arizona has all the trends. It's going to be hard to take Cleveland. But good luck if you do. Um, let's God move bless. on to San Diego. San Diego, Baltimore. We have a pick uh, in that game. We have Seattle at Dallas, the 4:30 game. Uh, Dallas, it's at Dallas, and Seattle is six-point road favorite. The total is 41 points. Uh, uh, this is a pass for me. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Initially, it looks like too many points, but I hate the thought of trying to back 
put my money with backing Matt Castle in a game. The one so. okay, one thing I'll throw out there: this is Seattle's third road game in four weeks, and Dallas has been on a long homestand. Yeah. Uh, they had to buy before, and they've been at home the, the 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 week before that, so they've been at home for a while. So okay, there's one good year. thing for Dallas. Uh, next game, uh, Green Bay at Denver. Uh, Green Bay is a three-point favorite on the road. The total is 45 points. I have a lead towards Denver here. This is on my short list. I was very close to making them a pick. Me too. But this is just such a big game between two big teams. I like the fact that Green, that uh, Denver is at home because Green Bay is not as dominant at home uh, on the road. Sorry. Yeah, they only had two road games this year, and they didn't look very good. And Denver good is dominant at home. Yes, and then like again, again, that's a tale of two teams because Green Bay played most of their games at home, and this is only going to be the third road game. Whereas Denver has played most of their games on the road, and this is only going to be the third home, home game. So, again, I mean, come Sunday night, I probably will be laying money with Denver, but yeah, right now it's on my short list and didn't make the final cut. Yeah, but again, lead okay. to, I'm with you. I'm gonna lead to Denver. And now this next game was kind of in the same, same category. It was on my short list, but didn't make the final cut. And I had Indianapolis minus seven here, or plus seven. Uh, that's my lean there. I had uh, the total is forty six. I had initial lead to the under in this game, but I scratched it off my short list. And it was Indy was Indy was on my short list basically because I think they can run this game. They'll be able, able to actually run the ball against Carolina. But, again, there's uh, some good points towards taking Carolina. And so uh, I decided to leave it off my yeah. final cut. Again, I was liking the under of this game. Uh, Indy's on a 11-3 under run overall. Um, Carolina is 38-15-1 to the under as a home favorite. Mm, so there's smart. some pretty strong trends towards the under in this mm. game. And... Carolina is a is a defensive minded team, and they usually play play down to teams, keep it close. I kind of see the under again. I would like this. I would have had it as a play if this is a forty nine or fifty point total, uh, dealing with a team like Indy. But because it's not, I'm gonna have to just have it as a lean. Uh, so that wraps up our week. That's the last game. That wraps up our week for this week. Uh, I'm looking to. Uh, Go four zero myself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go three zero. Let's <laughs> and hope we go seven zero. We'll see next week. But yeah, again, if, for you guys. if you do want to get a hold of us or contact us, you can reach us at on Twitter at Betting Bros Pod, or you can reach us by email at Betting Brothers Podcast at gmail dot com. All right. Uh, you have anything to add before we let go? Let's go week eight. Let's go week eight, okay. So we'll leave it on that note. Let's go week eight, and more importantly, let's go Jets. (laughs) Peace.